Yeah, it's the fourth Sunday of Advent. You only get a few hours of it, and the pink candle goes out. Like, that's just wrong. So we're going to try and fix that. Thank you all. Um, I hope you were paying attention to that first reading. It's one of many, many, many promises that kind of foretold. We might get into this another time, but they, like a little Easter egg, telling you of something more special still to come. And the promise was made to David. Pay attention to what... God says to David, David was like all zealous, like, Lord, I live in a palace and you live in some little tent over there. I'm going to build you a house, Lord. I'm going to build you a temple like no one has ever seen before. And God says to David, actually, I'm going to build you a house. The promises are, are deep and kind of worth reading two or three times or like 200 when you enter seminary at age 19. But um, a house of sin, let's see, should you build a house to dwell for me? It was I who took you from the sheep and made you care for the whole flock. I will fix a place for my people. They may dwell in there without further disturbance. They will be freed from affliction from their enemies. I will establish a house for you. And an heir I will raise up from you. His kingdom will be made firm. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever. Your throne shall stand forever. And then David dies, he's buried, and the kingdom of David lasted approximately one generation. And after Solomon, it split, was divided, and we kind of never saw it in all of its splendor again. For 10 years, 100 years, 200 years, 600 years. And all the prophets were telling the people, wait, it's coming, wait for it, wait for it. And suddenly you have this angel appearing to Mary. And of all the things she says about the one who is to be born, she says, he will be great and will be called son of the Most High. Remember the promise to David, I will be like a father to him. I will be a father to him. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over the promised house of Jacob, which is the house of David, forever. And of of this kingdom, there will be no end. I just want you to ponder that a little bit. There's, there's so much there, and my mind's a little bit disturbed because I'm trying to think of Christmas and Advent at the same time, and it's just not working. And there might even be some Encanto in there. We'll see if that comes out or not. But um, I just want to say that Christmas, it's, a, it's not just a memory that we celebrate. It's not just an anniversary that, yes, Jesus came, he was born, and he died, he ascended into heaven, and, and so we remember it kind of passively. It's also... A reminder that the promises began to be fulfilled at Christmas. And especially this promise to David and to all the Jews, and as we saw to all people, I will build a house for you, which will have no end. I'm going to prepare a dwelling place for you. St. Paul even referenced it, that mystery kept secret for long ages, hidden not fulfilled, not fully grasped, and yet now made manifest, inaugurated, erected, brought to completion, the house promised. Not only for Jews, St. Paul says, but now for all ages, all nations, all peoples can now begin to enter that promised house. And that word house, I mean, it's a kind of big word. Obviously a dwelling place, a building, a heavenly kingdom where you will find rest and refuge from your enemies and things that oppress you. But also that promised heir to the throne of David 
will inaugurate a lineage, a dynasty, a family. Right? The word household, it's not just your bricks and mortar under which you sleep. It's also the family. Bear with me. The church, is it the building of the people? It's mainly the people and the building that, you know, by extension, where they gather as a family. Through him, I myself will be a father to them. You all, we are a family, a household of royalty, of divine lineage, divine authority, a heritage to inherit. You inherit something that was promised at Christmas, that began to be fulfilled at Christmas. I will make that house, that lineage and family and kingdom firm, and it shall endure forever. Of this kingdom, there will be no end. Of this house, there will be no end. So we celebrate Christmas, that house, but where is that house? How do you enter that promised house, that promise that was sustained for hundreds of years? How do you get there? How do you find it? It's interesting to think about, but um, yeah, I did watch the movie Encanto too many times, but um, I did karaoke recently with the preschool teachers, and I was able to sing the Oriuguitas, Tos Oriuguitas, it's a great song, but Caterpillars and Butterflies. Anyway, great movie. Um, but the heir, Christ, the bridegroom, the bridegroom, right? Think of Pedro in the movie, the husband, lays down his life to protect his beloved bride and children and to provide for them through his death, through his blood. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will stay with you. And Jesus rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, but he left a house for them, left his presence with them through that household. By the way, did y'all see the movie Encanto? Am I just speaking in the... All right, well, sorry, guys. Homework assignment. Okay. So at your baptism, when Jesus said, go and baptize all nations, what he intended was you would be washed in the blood of the bridegroom, the blood of the husband, the blood of the lamb. He would adopt you as his family. He would protect you, provide for you. When you were baptized, yes, you were adopted into a family, his divine royal family, and you were given what? A little candle? with a little light, and you're supposed to, you're told at the baptism, keep this light burning brightly. Don't let it go out. What's the challenge throughout the movie Encanto? The candle's burning out. What's happening? What's wrong? Anyway, keep it alive. Keep it alive. And that external light of the candle is connected with and reminds us of an internal communion. An internal sharing in the life of the father, the life of the husband, the bridegroom, that is still alive, still present with them, with us. And a sharing in his gifts, a holy communion with his life and his gifts. It's a living household that protects and provides for them. His life is there with them. So I don't know if you're, if you're totally lost on the moving candle, don't worry, but like that's the church. God's life in our midst, God's shelter around us. Yes, there's even a physical building in, in, in some ways, but even that physical building, it's more than meets the eye. I kind of love the house in the movie, like every person's door 
leads to a whole kingdom. The, the wooden structure is just a, a, a limited, I think I referenced this last weekend, but so anyway, that house, that, that candlelight, that mysterious house, and the challenge to keep the flame alive and to be reconciled to God through the house and to be reconciled with each other against all divisions because the whole church suffers the divisions of the members. If you don't know that, we've experienced it a lot lately. God gave us the gift of this household, this lineage and family that is also his, that shares in his life. God's gift, but also depending from fragile human beings. Right? Again, the whole movie, like, it's a great house, but if the members are failing and forget who they are, the whole house falls apart. Don't worry, God can resurrect it, and God has resurrected his church many times in 2,000 years. But it's important that we realize that house depends on us. We simply ask the Lord to open our eyes, open our minds to the reality of the gifts of God. The gift of this house, this household of faith right here and throughout the world, right? The Catholic universal church throughout the world. And as we come together, the life of our Father in heaven, the life of heaven itself is renewed in us. And our baptism, that light of baptism, like we want to keep that light burning. We want to keep our faith strong, keep it alive. Because upon the strength of your faith, or my faith, stands or falls the church in our day. People can only access the house through you. They can only find the light through your light. And if yours is weak and floundering, a lot is lost. So we simply ask the Holy Spirit, sorry if the image was lost on you, but anyway, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to realize that God's promise to David hundreds and hundreds of years ago has been fulfilled. And it is the house of the church. Christ in our midst. Emmanuel, right? Emmanuel, God with us. Through the house. In the house. Around the house. And you are that house. St. Paul would say, the temple of God, which you are, is holy. Keep it holy. Keep the light of faith alive in your hearts. Spread it to our brothers and sisters. And may our own faith be renewed this Christmas. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.